0: Hallelujah. Are you ready? Yeah. Praise God. Well, fasten your seatbelt or loose it one or the other. Glory to God. And uh, I want to say a hello, special hello to all that are watching by internet and live stream and all that. We welcome you into our service today. And uh, of course, this will go on our television broadcast at a later date. And uh, so... I'll just go ahead and say in advance, welcome television audience, praise God. Amen. 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 Uh, Ever since I got settled in and uh, been praying over this meeting, I kept hearing that for today that uh, we need to look at Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Now, I don't know what Jesse's going to say and he don't know what I'm going to say. But I do know it'll be good. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. I love this verse. And um, somebody that's got an Amplified handy, uh, get it ready. And I want you to come up and stand next to me so you can be heard. And I'm going to read the Amplified version. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. I'll read it again. Now unto him that is able, if I shout, my God, my God is able. Say it again, my God, is able. my God is able. And the Bible says he's able to do. Say my God is able to do my God is able. whatever I need him to do. So right now, what I'd like for you to do is, no, you're going to have to read it for me when it's time. Uh, I want you to right now, whatever you're believing him for, whatever you're facing right now, and you truly believe he's able to meet that need, then I want you to say that out loud when I lead you in this. I want you to say, my God is able to do, and then state what he's able to do, what you're believing for him to do. Have you got it? Is that simple enough? All right, everybody ready? Take a deep breath so you can shout it out. Let the devil know you believe it. Praise God. My God God is able able to do. What is he able to do? Shout it out. Praise God. He's able to heal. He's able to deliver. He's able to set free. He's able to give you the breakthrough that you need. He's able to give you that job you're believing for, that home you're believing for, that automobile you're believing for. Hallelujah. God is able to do it. And He's able to do it exceedingly, abundantly, above what you just asked. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you think it is big then just remember, your God is bigger than that. Hallelujah. Give Him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Come read that, Jerry. Listen to the Amplified Version. It says, Now to Him, by in consequence of the action of His power that is at work within us, is able to carry out His purpose and do super
1: abundantly far over... And above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts,
0: hopes, or dreams. Hallelujah. Infinitely above whatever we can ask, whatever we can think, whatever we can dream, whatever we can imagine. Amen. Sounds like to me God is challenging us to think bigger, believe bigger. Amen. Amen expect bigger. Look at your neighbor and say, expect bigger things. Expect bigger things. I'm expecting some big things. Big Look at somebody and tell them again, I'm expecting big things. Expecting big hallelujah. Things. So notice once again, he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask, think, dream, imagine, hallelujah, pray Whatever you just spoke that he is able to do, he is able to do it and in a bigger way than what you can imagine, praise God. Never ceases to amaze me how that God always thinks big. Hallelujah. You know, I've had things happen to me over the years and I'd say, Lord, uh, I didn't even ask you for that. He said, yeah, but you thought it. I remember we were in... uh, Uh, Virginia one time. Carol and I flew up to speak in this church in Virginia. And uh, somebody had, uh, well, on the way up there, I had said something. I got to talking about my grandfather. And uh, I have his old truck that, that he bought, the only new automobile he'd ever owned in his life. And I had that. And I just mentioned on the way up there. I said, uh, the only thing that I don't have that was my grandfather's, I have his 10 gauge shotgun, I have his pickup truck, and those were very special to me when I was a young boy. And I said, but he had a 53 Chevrolet Bel Air, and uh, my dad bought it, wrecked and rebuilt it for him, made a nice car out of it, but it wasn't a new car like that truck. I said, only thing I don't have that my grandfather had that was real special to me as a little boy was his 53 Chevy Bel Air. We get to Virginia and we're in this meeting and afterwards the pastor said, uh, Brother Jerry, uh, we've, we've arranged for you and Carolyn to have uh, dinner with our staff tonight. Would you grace us in coming? Yes, we'd, we'd be happy to. So we're sitting there and they had a long table with all the staff. And this guy right across from me said, uh, Brother Jerry, can I ask you something? I said, uh, yes, sure. He said, uh, I have a 53 Chevrolet Bel Air that I'd like to give you. Would you receive it? (laughs) I looked at my wife. She looked at me, and she turned to the pastor and said, my husband just thinks it, and God does it. (laughs) Amen. Amen. That's wonderful, isn't it? That God knows your thoughts. And he's, he's just working on opportunities to make it happen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I always like to say, as big as I can dream it, he makes it bigger than that. If I can think it, he makes it happen in a bigger way than I could think. Hallelujah. He is so lovely. He is so faithful. He is so good. I think we ought to give you another shout of praise. Amen. I want to challenge you this morning. And once again, I don't know where Jesse's going with this, but I just want to challenge you this morning dare to think bigger. Anybody in here from Texas? Anybody in here born in the South? That's a little weak. We got any Southerners in here? I don't know where they say this up in New York, where Dennis is from, but growing up in the South, South Brooklyn. Yeah, okay, that'll work. Praise God. He's a Southern boy after all. Hallelujah. We count that. But where I grew up, I was born in Mississippi and grew up in Louisiana and then got to Texas just as fast as I could. Uh, Somebody made me a buckle right after I got here. It says, uh, uh, American by birth, Texan by the grace of God. (laughs) And uh, when I was a kid, uh, we was always daring one another to do something. But the phrase that you could not turn down was when they double dog dare you. Anybody ever had somebody say, I double dog dare you? Now, I don't know where that come from. I don't even know what a double dog looks like. But but when, when I got a double dog dare, you were not worth your salt if you didn't do what you just got double dared to do. Amen. I was going to college in, in Natchitoches, Louisiana. And uh, Carol and I had started dating. And, and uh, she and one of her classmates, which was my, one of my best friends, girlfriends, they too came to visit us and, uh, we took them out to the river and, uh, during the week he and I would, were lifeguards there. And so, uh, we're, we're laying on the beach there, you know, and just having a good time and somebody, uh, come over and said, Savelle, it's your turn. And Carolyn said, what, what's, what, what's your turn? I said, you see that bridge up there? Yeah. I said, I got to jump off of it. Why? Because (laughs) I've been dared. Well, you don't have to do it. I said, yes, I do. (laughs) And the the game that we played, and of course, the grace of God kept us alive. You know, (laughs) what we would do was one would jump off and then one would have to add something to it. So if someone, you know, did a, a, a flip off of it, then the next guy had to do a one and a half. Amen. And then that wasn't fun anymore. So we climbed on top of the railing to get up higher. And we're standing up there on a the square about this big and looking down at that river. And we don't know if there's logs under there. We don't know. In fact, one time at another lake, I was diving off the bridge and the uh, shore patrol come up and said, son, how much do you weigh? And I was little back then. I'm not the hunk of man now I am now, but <laughs> I was then. And I said, I weigh about 95 pounds. <laughs> I just graduated my school. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I weigh about 95 pounds. He said, well, son. Uh, you have any idea idea what's under there? I said, no. He said, there's a 95-pound catfish under there. he will swallow you whole. And somebody said, I double-dog dare you. (laughs) Well, me and the catfish are going to have a tussle, as Jesse says, (laughs) because I'm going to jump off that bridge because it's a double-dog dare. I waited until the shore patrol left, but I jumped off, and I never saw that catfish, thank God. But back to the, the story with Carolyn. And I had to climb on top of that bridge and dive off of it. And then I come back and I laid down uh, on the beach with with our friends and Carolyn and and, uh, I successfully fulfilled my double dog dare. Amen. Amen. Well, what I hear God saying is this. Of course, he's from Southern heaven. (laughs) His throne's on the South side of heaven. Okay, And I hear God saying, I double dog dare you to think big. I double dog dare you to believe big. I double dog dare you to go for the stars. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't limit me. Look at your neighbor and say, don't limit God. He's a big God. Say it. He's a big God and he's able to do whatever you need him to do. And whatever you need him to do, he, he can do it bigger than that. And give him a shout. Come on, Jesse. Hallelujah.
1: You cannot do anything until you know what God is able to do. Now, when you know what God is able to do, then you're going to find out what you're able to do. So you got to give God a job. What is he able to do? You need to all go home and make you a list. I mean, and get you some big paper and start writing down unbelievable, impossible, yet doable things. Once you find out what God is able to do, get ready. Then you can do how many things? How many things? I double dog dare you to believe that. How many things? I can do all things through Christ. Don't tell me I can't do what God said I can do. See, the church will keep you down, but God will make you fly to the stars. You understand what I'm saying? He'll do things beyond your wildest dreams if you're willing to have the guts, gall, and audacity to believe that God is able to do all things. And God said, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. How much grace? All grace in every area, spiritually, physically, and financially. What are you believing for financially? If you don't have a figure in your mind, you don't know what you're believing for. You know what I'm believing for? $6,364,000,000 because God is able. Yeah. Oh, let me get let me get black with it. I said the Lord. Wow! I said he's able. Oh, let me get my lean on. Come on, Jesus. Hey! <laughs> when you understand that this is so unlimited. Don't do what Israel did. They limited the holy one of Israel. Why would you limit a God that's unlimited? The other day, I said, so the other day, I get in these time was About two years ago, I flew to Hawaii, me and Kathy, you know, and, and when I go to Hawaii, they say, what do you do? I close the curtains in my room and watch T. Turner Classic Movies. She said, don't you want to go out?" I said, no. I said, I just want to watch Turner Classic, but I like them old movies. So anyway, she was out there, and, you know, she's getting burned up. And, you know, and at night, they're all walking around like this. Not me, Soon I'm walking like this. Praise <laughs> God. I ain't burning myself up by no means. And I'm just enjoying myself. So the next morning, she said, I'm going to the Alamoana Mall. She said, you want to go? I said, no. I said, there's some Oscar movies coming on. I I, want to watch them. She said, okay. Now she was walking out something hit me. I went, hey, Kathy, try to break me. I said, buy anything you want. I don't care what you see. Get it. You cannot break me because my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can possibly ask. Or think, when are you going to start asking? When are you going to let the church stop telling you not, not to ask no more? When are you going to start asking spiritual? When are you going to start asking physical? When are you going to start asking financial? Every area of your life. That's greed. No, ladies and gentlemen, it's not greed. It's the word of the living God. It's giving him glory. when the him was able to do. So now when you find out what he's able to do, then you're going to find out what you're able to do. So don't tell me I can't do that. Because I can do all things through Christ. Now, I'm believing God for the most unbelievable stuff, but bless God, I'm getting it. Kathy went to Alamoana Mall for 12 hours. She said, meet me at Bubba Gump's. I said, okay. Nine o'clock, I got there. Now, I'm thinking, my God, she bought them all <laughs> and everything in it. And I said, try to break me, honey. You just cannot do that.
0: That's shocking you, isn't
1: it? Why? Because you just don't know what I got. You have no idea what I'm worth. Let me help you. I don't know how much I'm worth. Because it's beyond what I can possibly ask or think. Because what he thinks I am, I am. And I won't let nobody tell me any different. I will make no excuses for the blessings of God in my life. Whether they be spiritual, physical, or financial. Uh, you know, when they were fighting me about them jets, my lady said he has four jets. Well, I've never owned four jets at one time, but they gave me an idea. I thought, well... Praise the Lord. Why not? Delta's got more than four. Yeah. Americans got more don't shout me down when I'm preaching. God. I can feel I can feel that pushback. See, you don't understand that verse. Look at that verse. Don't look at me. Look at that verse. Now when the him was able to do exceedingly abundant above all that we can ask or think. When are you gonna start thinking? When are you gonna start thinking the unbelievable? Because once you start doing it, then you find out what you can do. How many of you wanna be debt-free? How many of you want to go from owing to owning? Amen. I mean, double O, O to own, O to own. I just preached a message on that. When you own that, I owe nothing. They said, you can't do that. I said, I'll be totally debt free by the time I'm 33 years old. And I said that when I was 17 and I was, I have no concept of debt whatsoever at all. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Amen. Wow, Blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in going in, blessed going out. Because God is able, then I find how high able I am. And I see people think that's cockiness. They think that's arrogance. No, that's God's word. How I many y'all want to know what God looks like? Hold oh, your yeah, hand up. Come on, look. I'm made in His image, and in His likeness, I have His ability. I'm a created being. His name is in me, not on me. Like I said, like in me. Do you understand it? Angels recognize who I am. Devils recognize who I am. He said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know, but who are you? You understand? When you know what you're able to do, and the only way you're going to know that is when you know what God is able to do, all things begin to take place. You asked my granddaughter. She said, my grandfather can do anything. She's right. Because anytime they got a problem, have no fear. Jesse's here. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. And it didn't make any difference. Not long ago, I was just driving and I, I drove back. I, I didn't want to say that, but I'm going to just say, I drove past a man's home. I, don't, I And the Lord said, go pay that house off. I said, praise God. I went around the corner and I knocked on the door and I went, hello. And they said, hello. And I said, listen, I don't want, I, 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 I come to pay your house off. They said, what? They said, we've just just been in here. I said, I don't care. She said, but this is a big house. I said, I don't care. She I said, well, how much you owe? She said, well, we owe about a million dollars. I said, not no more. (laughs) It wasn't two days later. It was paid for. Why? If I See, I, I always remember one day I'm going to be able to do these things. But I couldn't do these things until I realized what God was able to do. Now, I'm not bragging on that. Don't misunderstand me. I've given it with millions and millions of dollars. I, I don't mean that pridefully. But I thought, I am going to do the unbelievable. Right now, I'm praying for $200 million for philanthropy. Just to give it away. Just to just enjoy myself. And I got pastors. said, give some to me. <laughs> well, I'm not your source, but God is your source. I just paid off another house the other day too at the church. Roy was there. It was so much fun. They said, "How much money is God?" I said, "I don't know." I, what I do know is beyond. Well, I know what I can do in the natural, but boy, when I start dealing in the Spirit, who Jesus. So when Jerry told me, he said, I'm, I think I'm going to preach out of wrong, uh, uh, you know, Ephesians 3.20. And I thought, yeah, well, he, if he's able, then if he is able, I am able. Right. I've had many opportunities to fail; I just don't take it. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. This is beyond, you might want one of these kind. It don't make no difference. You, you can own the company if you want to. Somebody got to own the company. Yeah. How come it's always got to be somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. Why can't it be you? Because you don't know what God is able to do. And when you don't know what God is able to do, you don't know what you're able to do. Do you see that? So when we go on vacation, and I'm with Jody and Jay and Meredith and Kathy. They, 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 bring me for, they bring me along just for one thing, to pay for everything. That's my job. That's what I do. You know, they said, Dad, we're going to do that. Y'all want to go shopping? Yeah, go. let's go. My God. And even Mary says, Hey, can I bring a friend? Sure, bring a friend. And my God, she's done, got this thing down. She's 11 years old. She says, I don't want no children's menu. No, I want the real menu. And her little friend Emily's, they go too. And my God, and Emily says, I, don't want, I want big shrimp. Mary says, I would like to have for my appetizer some calamari. She's 11 years old. And then I'll have a crab cake. If I say, anything else? She said, Then I'll take a cheeseburger. <laughs> And I told that waitress, go do what, the, what my granddaughter has told you to do. Because she knows I'm able to do that. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying? Don't mean that in, a, in an arrogant sense. That scripture means something. But until you know what God is able to do, you will not know what you're able to do. You say, can, can I get my whole family to say, yeah. Yeah, but you, don't, you have no idea how bad my family is. You don't know how good my God is. I was telling them the other day, I'm the only man in 42 years in New Orleans Armstrong International Airport that has wholesale jet fuel. No one has ever been able to get shell oil company has been trying for 40 years. That's a multi-billion dollar company. But I'm the only one. I have wholesale fuel. And in 1995 is when I I actually bought my first plane November of 1994. And I've had that plane, and Keith Moore got that plane, and then it, uh, Haffey Caldwell got that plane, now Dean Sykes has got that plane. Okay, now watch this. To make a long story short, I, I was, I wanted, we were all talking, and I was telling, the, I think it was yesterday we were talking about that, and, and we were all talking, I said, boy, I'd like to have my own fuel. And they looked at me and said, that's never going to happen. And I said, well, I'm going to pray and ask my God. And that man said, your God ain't that good. And I felt this. I said, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. You're going to start some cussing in a minute here. <laughs> and brother, when I got that fuel for him, I mean, I mean, I mean, that fuel, they, they, kept, they were not they blank. blank, cuss. How can this preacher do this? It wasn't. I realized what God was able to do. Yeah. Now they're afraid of me. They say, oh God, he's going to open up an FBO. If he opens up an FBO, he's going to put out of business. FBO is a gas station on, on the a- airport. You know, you fill up jets with fuel. They said, you know why? Because he's debt free. He can, he can sell gas for two cents a gallon. He don't care. <laughs> See, what God has told them and moved upon them, I'm kind of like an Isaac. See, the Philistines envied Isaac. I, they, they think I am so filthy rich, and I'm believing with them. <laughs> I'm telling you. I got the two senators from the state of Louisiana. They think, this guy's got more than you can shake. Even the governor wants to look at my house trying to, that's amazing. Why? Because God is able. Don't tell me I can't do that. Everybody says that. See, I found out what God was able to do and I found out what I'm able to do. Have you ever saw me sad? Sick? Depressed? Discouraged? (laughs) (laughs) Despondent? Who do you think you are? You don't have enough time for me to tell you who I am. Because I got to start at page one. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was out forming void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of Lord God moved upon the waters. And God said, let's make Jesse. <laughs> let's make him in our image. Wow. Let's make him in our likeness. Let's give him dominion. Domain. Ooh. Domain. I got people throwing money over my fence at my house. Am I telling the truth, Jay? I got a broad iron fence around my home. I got a beautiful home. Don't get mad at me. It ain't my fault. I hope this is on television. Nah, 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 nah. I don't care what anybody says. Because God did that. And I walked out in the front on Christmas Eve because I, I can't go in my front yard because people stop all the time. So I have to go in the back. I said, I'm going in the front. I'm going to look at that door because Kathy had decorated the door for Christmas. I love Christmas, you know. And I went out and this man saw me in the pickup truck just slammed these brakes, jumped out the truck, Merry Christmas, brother Jesse. And I went, oh, Merry Christmas. And he threw $5,000 over the fence. Hundred dollar bills flying all over. I said, don't let the rapture take place now. Hang on, let me get all this. this. I'm stuffing I am not exaggerating. I come in my pocket, smoke cat, say, what you got in there? I said, somebody just threw $5,000 over the fence. I wasn't gonna tell her nothing. She said, what are you going to do with that? I said, I don't know. She said, give me that money. (laughs) So I gave it to her and Doug, I ain't seen it since. I don't know what she (laughs) did with that. That's a true story. Because God was able. Now people don't just do that to do that. That's the favor of God. God will just cause things to happen that you never thought. One of the greatest was at Los Angeles airport. Oh, you don't think God is able. This man walked up to me and started cussing me, F-bombing me. In front of him, you blankety blank, blank just looking at I thought, my God, what's wrong? I didn't even know this guy. He goes, I, I hate you. And he threw $100 at me. <laughs> I mean, I caught it. him a good guy. And the guy next, he said, My God, I wish he'd hate me. <laughs> That's just He threw $100 at me. And I said, Lord, what's the problem? He said, He'd be in scripture. And you go look in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, the last verse. He said that God causes the sinner to go under travail to give to him who is good before the Lord. You see, let me say this. When you understand what God is able to do, and when you understand what you're able to do, every devil in hell is going to know about it. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that scripture right there. For God give it to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he give it travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. Let me tell you something. Me and Jerry Savelle are very anointed people. Don't mean that hierarchically. We are anointed people. And every devil in hell knows it. We got invited to Wall Street. Remember that one old Dan Stratton? Me and Jerry said, he said, in the all pits, they don't do that now because they do our technology. That's when you're in the oil pits screaming. I mean, I mean, them guys got to take mailocks. I mean, this, this is the Lord, Jesus. And so, uh, Dan said, would y'all like to see us do some trading? Me and Jerry said, yes. Now, you got to have a name tag. You just don't go in there. You, you, you well, there was a guy, his name tag was Satan. Am I telling the truth? Satan. Satan. So, man, me and Jerry, we were all dressed up. We were looking good, you know. You know, we look like some Wall Street gurus, you know, some hedge fund operators, you know. We're dealing with the building. We didn't say nothing. We were just like this, you know. Two southern boys thinking, wow, man. And they screaming and hollering. All of a sudden, this fool says, Satan objects. Satan objects. Everybody looking around. And he says, who are them two guys? Well, you know why? Because, see, that's the, the financial center of the world is in New York. You understand what I'm saying? And that devil knew. That me and Jerry Savelle was there, and what we were able to do. We were touching an area of oh, God. Because if you take the Satan's money, he is finished. Do you understand? He is controlling the world through finance. That's all he's doing. You shut down a country by putting sanctions on them. You understand? But you shut that money down, and he is afraid. And me and Jerry are just sitting there going, Satan objects. And we just looking, going, man, that devil knew who we are in here, you know? My Lord, I should have started buying stock. The devil would have passed out right there when he done it, buying some oil. He knew we were there because he knew that both of us knew what God was able to do. And then once we found out what God was able to do, we found out what we were able to do. And when Jesus said, you can do all things. Now, I just take that verbatim. All things. Things. Everybody say things. See, the church will freak out over that. Things. Well, don't get crazy with it. You can't get crazy with that. Everything you see belongs to you everything you will look at today on this planet belongs to you. Psalms 115 verse 16. Put that up there. Psalms 115 verse 16. Watch this. I want you to read this. Now this has been wrote for thousands of years. Psalms 115 verse 16. The heaven, even the heavens of the Lord, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. My God, you own babes and they don't even know it. You own every jewelry store that you can see. Look at you ladies. Praise God. All you guys that love motorcycle, every Harley Davidson, every Indian, all of them, you own them all. When are you going to get them all? When are you going to receive them all? Well, say something. You see, it's shocking. huh? Don't look at me. Look at that. I believe that. So when I'm in Las Vegas preaching and I'm walking in Caesar's Palace. In the forum there, I don't know if you've ever been knowing that thing, or I'm in the Venetian Hotel, or the Bellagio, or the Wynn, whatever you call those big old, huge. Now, I, you know, the, people don't know in the Bellagio, Steve, they went a billion dollars over budget. Over budget. When they built the Bellagio, you know where the water fountains that you see? Up, and they paid the whole thing off in one year just on the slot machines. There ain't no shortage of money. It's just in the wrong hands. Billion over budget. And you sweating to pay your house note. And you sweating to pay your church note. My God. You got to find out what God is able to do. And then you find out what you're able to do. Oh, come on, son. That man, I knew he had to take off on that. When you understand that. I, I keep, I, I'm trying to get off of that point to go to something else. But he said, no. He said, tell him to go home and find out what I'm able to do. Yeah. Then they'll find out what they're able to do my God, and angels will be dispatched as you speak words and they'll just go flying out, ministering. That's what God is able to do. Do you see that? Do you understand that? That's God's holy word. That's why if you're a grandparent and you got a little money, I mean, and your grandkids just know what the grandparents can do. Because when they they come over, they go, "Uh ha ha. Why? Because there's no such thing as no. The word no doesn't exist. The, the only thing grandparents use is the words yes. yes. Just yes. 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 And parents, they, you got to pray for parents. They don't have a lot of sense. Because they're always trying to stop the grandparents. Figure it out, parents. Grand. Grand. Nobody, nobody called me grand till my, she was born and her child going to make me great. Do you see the future? So she, she told me the other day, Grandfather. It took us five hours to go to Destin from New Orleans. I said, well, that's right, Mary. You got to go to two states, Mississippi, Alabama, finally to Florida. She says, how fast can we get over there in the jet? Yeah. I said, about 21 minutes. Oh. <laughs> She's just looking at me. I said, you want grandfather to take you? Oh, yes. Now she's telling me, I want to go to Paris. I want to go to London. I, want to, I said, let's go. Come on. I said, I'm going to be preaching, and you, I'm going to put you behind the tape table. Oh. I said, you're going to learn to work, girl. I said, she said, but well, do I have to? Yes. No matter. She said, she loves my house. You know what she said the other day? She said, good God. She went to her first funeral. And I told Jody, I said, you're going to have to prepare it. She's never been to a funeral. My, 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 my brother-in-law, Kathy's brother, passed away. 72 years old, passed away. Make a long story short. She, she got the she came back home and God, mama, supposing you die, where would I live? What would I do? Now, my, my daughter had a divorce many years ago. We never thought divorce would touch our family, but it did, you know. And so my cat, Jody's remarried to a wonderful man named Jay. And Eddie's doing real good now too and all that kind of stuff. She said, well, she said, you can go live with your daddy or you can live with Mimi and grandfather. She went, you mean I can live in a big house? <laughs> she said, I wonder what room I'm going to take. And I told her, I said, all of it belongs to you. She just looked at me. I said, my only heir is you, your mother and you. That's the only reason why I'm working. Do you see that? I found out what God was able to do. And then I found out what I'm able to do. And when I, we connect those things together, then we're able to disable Satan. We know how to disable him. See, that's what we did at in, in, in Wall Street. He knew we were there. And we didn't say a word. We were just standing there, you know, just trying to learn some things. We never saw any of that kind of stuff. But God was doing something. Then I realized, that boy, Satan, is watching me all the time. So I'm going to turn the tables and I'm going to watch him. I'm going to disturb something. I'm going to disturb what he does. And when you understand that, you can be walking. And I live in New Orleans, Louisiana. And if you walk on Raw Street or Bourbon Street, you know, you got strippers on the street. And man, if you want to blow the devil's brains out, just walk past a, a nightclub and just scream right at the door. Jesus! And they just go running, man. <laughs> now, don't get mad. Don't send me no ugly letter. It was two homosexuals walking. They were just loving on each other. Kind of rough, you know what i mean? And I knew went by and went, Jesus! They went, oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. I just kept on I had my lean on Come on baby Ah, ain't afraid of no devil The devil's got to be afraid of you So when you understand what God is able to do Then you'll find out what you're able to do
0: Hallelujah Give the Lord another shout Hallelujah Amen Only one Jesse Thank God Hallelujah. (laughs) Go to Psalm 78 real quick. Jesse quoted it. Verse 41. Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Limited the Holy One of Israel. First time I read that a long, long time ago, I thought it's got to be a misprint. An unlimited God can be limited. And notice who was doing it. His own people. They limited an unlimited God. And I began to study this and found out that there were two major ways in which they did it. And it's still going on today. Number one, small thinking. Number two, negative talking. Small thinking, negative talking. If you think small, then you're going to limit God. If you continue to talk negative then you're going to limit God. He's not going to do what he's able to do and violate his own word when you're thinking small and talking negative. Amen. All right. And that's the reason a lot of people never see things like Jesse's talking about, what I'm talking about, is because they don't think big. They think that it's wrong. I'm not supposed to think big. Well, if you read the Bible... You are to think big. Amen. You serve a big God. Amen. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. But you got to remember that's in the book of Isaiah. They didn't have what we have. They weren't born again. We're born again. That means we are new creations. Uh, The literal Greek says new species of beings that's never existed before. I'm a new species of being. That old Jerry Savelle died. Hallelujah. Amen. And a new one was created. And This one doesn't think like that one did. He doesn't talk like that one did. All right. Now I had to learn these things. You know, it was my spirit that was born again, not my mind, not my flesh. I still weighed the same amount. <laughs> I still thought thoughts that were contrary to God's word. But my inner man, my spirit was born again in the image of God. But in the New Testament, it says we have the mind of Christ. That means we've got potential that we didn't have before we were born again. Amen. I think a lot of people are failing to use or to reach and tap their full potential. Amen. And so notice here it says they limited the Holy One of Israel. And if you read it once again, it seems that every time they came up against a problem, a crisis, something that looked impossible, they would say, but can he do this? And he would show them that he could. And then they'd reach another crisis. Yeah, but can he do this? They were constantly forgetting what he'd already done. And all they were talking about was what they were faced with at that moment. But can he do this? How many of you would say today that you have had God do something in your life at least once that was impossible? Well, if he did it once, can he do it again? Yeah, but this one's bigger, Brother Jerry. Well, it doesn't make any difference how big it gets. He's a big come on, God. Come on. He's able. Come on. He's able. Shout, he's, able. he's Amen. able. Amen. You know, the only difference in God getting you $10 and getting you $1,000 000 is zeros. Yeah.
1: Come
0: on now. Amen. Yeah. Just a few more zeros at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Brother Copeland came the first time and and uh, that I heard him, and and I was uh, impacted by the message that he preached, and surrendered my life to the Lord. And and back then they had some reel to reel tapes, and I got a hold of those tapes and began to listen to him. He was introducing me to uh, the Bible, and particularly the message of faith. And he began to talk about you know uh, the blessings of Abraham, which I'd never heard before, the blessings of Abraham, and Galatians chapter three about. Uh, if you belong to Christ, then you Abraham seed. And suddenly I realized I'm, I'm Abraham seed. And he'd say, you get to the place to where your Bible just automatically opens to Deuteronomy 28 and Galatians three, because you spent so much time there. And he said, get familiar with what the blessings of Abraham were. They're recorded in Deuteronomy 28. And then go back over there and say, now this belongs to me because Galatians 3 says I'm the seed of Abraham. And then ask yourself, what belongs to me? Go back to Deuteronomy chapter 28. And you say, now wait a minute, that's Abraham's blessing. But go back over to Galatians 3. But I'm the seed of Abraham. Amen. And notice, if you keep doing that, it's going to change the way you think. You're going to start thinking bigger. And I remember studying that and going back and forth like Brother Copeland said he did when he first started. And, and my mind was getting renewed. And I remember sitting down and writing him a letter. <clears throat> and I said, Brother Copeland, your ministry has changed my life. I said, if I had $1,000, I'd send it to you right now to help you in your ministry and help you reach other Jerry Savelles just like me. And impact their lives like my life has been impacted. I said, but sir, I don't have a thousand dollars. I don't even have a hundred dollars. I don't have $10 I can send you. I said, but I'm not without seed. I do have something. And the only thing I had at that time, because I just shut my business down. I still had business debts and so forth that I was believing to pay off. And I said, the only thing I've got, sir, in the way of seed is prayer. And I'll get up every morning at six o'clock. I'll spend the first hour of my day praying for you, your ministry and your family. That's all the seed I got. And I wrote that and put it in a letter. And uh, uh, sometime later, now it didn't take a lifetime, but I'll never forget. One day, Brother Copeland came back. Well, actually, after I moved over here and I walked up to him. I said, sir, you remember that letter I wrote to you? I said, if I had $1,000, that's about as big as I could think back then. If I had $1,000, I said, well, here it is. I got the $1,000 and I put it in his hand. He smiled real big at me, you know, and I heard something come out of my mouth that I didn't expect. I said, and someday it'll be 10,000. I said, dear God, where in the world would I ever get (laughs) 10,000? But I remember the day. I walked up to him and I said, Sir, you remember when I gave you that thousand dollars? I said, Someday it'll be ten thousand. Here it is. And I heard something come out of my mouth. Yeah. One day it'll be a hundred thousand. Oh. Dear God, <laughs> where in the world would I ever get a hundred thousand dollars? But I'll remember the day. <laughs> I said, You remember, I said one time, yeah. One day it'll be a hundred thousand. I said, Here it is. And I could hardly wait to hear what it came out of my mouth this time. <laughs> I said, in one day, it'll be a million dollars. And I didn't flinch. I didn't flinch. Hallelujah. And it's been done. Praise God. Amen. What's happening? I changed the way I thought. I changed the way I talked. And I stopped limiting God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to do something about your thoughts. Amen. <clears throat> and you need to do something about your words. Amen. <laughs> Amen. These are spiritual principles. Yeah. Amen. God wants us to coming up to his level. Yes. When he said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Yeah. But in the New Testament, we have the mind of Christ. Well, don't yeah. you think Christ is able to think God's yes. thoughts? Yeah. And if we have the mind of Christ, then we have the potential now to think bigger. Hallelujah. Now you might be able to think bigger, but you got to line your words up with it. You can't, you can't keep going around saying this doesn't work for me. This will never happen. I don't understand Jesse talking about how blessed he is. It's not working for me. Yes, it is working for you in the negative because you're saying it and you believe what you say and you're getting what you say. And guess what? You limited God. Yes. You limited God. I remember one time uh, I, I had this impression that every time I talked negative, the angels folded their wings and bowed their head. Because in the book of Psalms it says, they excelled in strength, hearkening unto the voice of God's word. When they hear God's word coming out of our mouth, they excel in strength and they have been given an assignment to make happen what they hear come out of our mouths when it lines up with God's word. But when they hear things that are negative and they are not in agreement with God's word, they just bow their heads and fold their wings. And then when they start hearing you speak God's word, they start rising in strength. Excel in strength, the Bible says, and go about trying endeavoring to make come to pass what you have decreed out of your mouth because it's God's word. Amen. Amen. So if you want to take the limitations off God, and when you take the limitations off him, you also are taking the limitations off you. Then get to the place where you think God's word. And get to the place where you talk God's word. Amen. Amen. So once again, they limited the Holy One of Israel because of the way they thought and the way they talked. Back up just a little bit there in Psalm 78. And notice in verse 19, they spake against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out. And the streams overflowed. And then they said, after watching the miracle that he just did, they said, yeah, but can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Notice every time they came up against another impossible looking situation, they kept asking, but can he do this? But can he do this? If God's ever done the impossible once in your life, he can do it again. If he's ever met a financial need in your life, he can do it again, no matter how many zeros you add to it, praise God. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think, hallelujah. Can you give him a shout, praise God? So I challenge you this morning. Get real busy. If you haven't started yet, it's not too late. Get real busy renewing your mind. That's where it all begins. Amen. Renewing your mind. As a man thinketh, so is he. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's been said, and I've repeated it many times your life tends to go in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. Amen. And if you continue to talk negative, then that's what you're going to get. But you don't have to. You can change it. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. It requires some discipline. And that's a word most Christians hate. They just want it all to happen without them having to do anything or change anything. It's been said, you know, to to expect different results and keep doing the same thing. That's the definition of insanity. Amen? You can't get different results and not change some things that you're doing. So how many of you want to take the limitations off yourself and take the limitations off of God? Amen. God is able. Shout with me, my God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all I can ask or think according to the power that works within me. And if you really believe it, give him the best shout you got this morning. Amen. Come on, Jeff.
1: You have to learn that breathing unbelief is not safe. Unbelief has infection in it. Write that down. Breathing unbelief is not safe. It has infection in it. It infects and destroys. But Jesus made you the salt of the earth. So though you have a curing ability inside of you. When you understand who Christ is, Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you limit God's power in your life, that tells you that you're walking in a lack of faith. You cannot, even though it seems unbelievable, impossible, but it's always doable. Doable. You see what I'm saying? If you can just remember that last word, doable. Believe the unbelievable. Receive the impossible. Because it's doable. Now you think, but I don't know how to do it. He's just asking you to obey. Yeah. Do you understand when God called me to the ministry and he, t- I'll never forget this. You know, you got to understand, I made a lot of money in my life as a young man. I was a rocker. I mean, he was nothing to make a million bucks in a night. I, I, I'm not, you know, back way back in sixties and the seventies, you know, Led Zeppelin, grand funk. I mean, you're talking the rock world got major money in that. Okay. Well, I mean, I never got as big as them, but I got close. And to make a long story, you make a lot of money in the process. When I got born again, I didn't, I thought you had to be poor to be a Christian. I heard that all my life, you know, if you're going to be a Christian, you're going to be poor. So we gave all our money away. We didn't have no problem with that because money was destroying me. You see, it didn't bring me any happiness. It was the most biggest disappointment of my life. I was raised very poor. And all of a sudden, I'm telling Kathy at 21, 22, actually 22 years old, I said, Kathy, we can buy anything we want, go anywhere we want, do anything we want. Why am I so unhappy? Because I needed God. See, I had been breathing unbelief, unbelief. I was infected with unbelief. But when I got born again, I was healed and gave the salt. I became the salt of the earth. He cured me, see. And then I I said, I'm not going to limit God's power. Now, I still didn't know anything about money because I thought give and don't expect anything in return. You heard that all your life growing up. You just give, bless God, but don't expect anything in return. And I thought, oh, okay, until I read the Bible. When I began to read the Bible, Bible, I said, everything they've told me is not true. If this is the word of God, what they say, and they're lying. So I began to sow seed, not just to get, I just thought, well, I I like giving. I just want to be a blessing. And God began to bless me. I mean, in the city, in the field, going in, going out. And how many times he'd wake me up and say, hey, I think I'm going to just bless you today. I said, okay. And it always had to do with a seed. It always had to be doing something. Now, Roy, uh, stand up, Roy. Let everybody look at you. You, you. Before Roy was saved, you did not make him mad. Look at it. <laughs> you didn't make Roy mad. You know Roy, don't cry. You know, Roy hurt you. But this boy saved, okay? I mean, not his beard saved. Everything's saved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So watch this. When you learn to obey, you, when you obey, you hear God's voice all the time. And you know my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. Now, Roy, was, we were starting to get in the motorcycles. I didn't, you know, I'm Roy. I don't think he ever had a motorcycle. I don't think he ever had one. So I'm in my office, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm just breathing uh, encouragement. Encouragement is the oxygen of the soul. Breathe. And I was in the Lord said, go down to the Honda place. I said, what for? And there's a black motorcycle I want you to buy Roy Holton. I said, well, tell him to buy it. We, we want it. <laughs> now, I didn't even know he wanted a Honda. I had no idea. I don't know if we even talked about it or nothing. Anyway, he wanted a black one. What was that thing? Uh, what do you call it? A what? that? What? Yeah, yeah, VT something 1800. So I go over there. I walked in, I said, do y'all have one? I need a, a black VT, whatever you call it, 1800. He said, we don't have it. I said, no, no, the Lord sent me here. He said, excuse me, this is the salesman." I said, the, the bike is here, sir. The Lord sent me here. I know the voice of God. I find that motorcycle. He's just looking at me like that. I said, move. Come on, we're going to find it. I said, when's the last time you've been upstairs? Oh, he ain't been up there in two weeks. Come on. I walked up there and there is a black VT, what? Yeah, 1,800 sitting there. <laughs> I, don't know, you know, I don't know. And I said, I want that motorcycle. He said, I didn't know that was here. I said, because you're not in God. <laughs> so I went back down. I paid the motorcycle. I did the paperwork. I said, now Roy had to come and sign it. You know. So well, I said, nah, I'm going to get him over here without lying. So his wife works for me. She's my executive secretary. I said, Mary. Listen, I want you and Roy, if you know, my follow me to the Honda place. I'm going to bring my motorcycle down there to do what I had, no idea, but I'm going to buy something to put on it. You know what I'm saying? I said, then y'all can bring me back i You know, she said, okay. So Roy's come walking in there, you know, and I said, let's look around here. And old Roy just looking around. He said, boy, boss, he said, he said I said, which one do you like, Roy? He said, well, it's not here because he's downstairs. He said, you know, he said, is this black one, solid black, uh, 1800, <laughs> VT, whatever you call it, 1800. You know? I said, well, let's go look up there. Now, I already had the keys in my hand. It's already paying for me, ladies and gentlemen. Now, watch this. Now, I ain't never seen Roy do this, and I ain't seen him do it since. I only did it once. And we've been, how long have you been working for me? 25 years? How many? 26. 26 years. Watch this. So, we come, and I said, I said, Roy, did you say you wanted, isn't that a one like it? He goes, Whoa, wow, look at that. Yeah, he said, that's what I'm talking about, boy. That thing, he said, you know. And he said, and I said, hey, Roy. And I threw the keys at him. He caught it. I said, show motorcycle. He goes, Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Said, tears come down. I said, all right, God. See, we're all strong enough to grab the bike and bring it downstairs with him. See? I need to take it up, take off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And Mary, she busts out crying. And her tears coming out. And I thought, Oh, God. All I wanted to do, and all I did do, was regurgitate the unbelief. And swallow the obedience. And I got all the infection out. Cause God was able. So I said, Roy, go ahead and drive it back. He goes, Oh, boss, I'm nervous. I, I never drove. I said, I said, You want me to drive it home? Yeah, I said, I'll drive it home. I said, You can learn to drive this thing in the parking lot of our ministry. You know, because you gotta get used to the weight and all that kind of stuff. So they followed me. And I don't know how I got my bike home, but something, something happened. I can't remember how it happened. Anyway, and I'm driving. I got to thinking, shoot, I'm keeping this bike. <laughs> this baby's bad, son. Whoa, 1,800. Whoa, Lord Jesus. Man, I got in there. I said, okay, Roy, start doing circle eights, do all kinds of crazy things out there, learning. And man, they wasn't no more than, I guess, 15, 20-minute man, Roy, running all over the place. And, and that was the beginning of his motorcycle. And he's now the head of the Chariots of Light there, here at our church, They're coming to church. And I mean, they all go riding and all that kind of stuff. And it's a blessing, see? But all it started out with was obedience. So watch this. Then I go on a trip with Kenneth Copeland and Jerry Savelle, and we go up to the place in Colorado. And brother, got, he got a new Harley Davidson, I mean, loaded to the gills. Man, I come walking out the hotel. I said, My God, Kenneth, when'd you get this? And he said, Boy, the Lord bless me with this. Look at this thing. I said, This is great, man. I said, This is a beautiful bike. He said, Sit on that thing. And I sat on, I said, My, and you know, I'm short-legged, you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I mean, but it sat. Both feet fly. I went, my God, this look good. Kenneth said, This is yours. I caught the key. I said, Are you serious? He said, Ride, right, boy. I said, Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Gave me the motorcycle. Dennis Burke went, uh-uh. he was standing, there. Jesus Lord. It was so wonderful. Well, I kept it about a month and a half, two months maybe a little longer or something like that. And I got it in the back and I'm washing it and I'm cleaning it. Watch this now. I got all the unbelief out, see and I said, "Lord, I can't thank you for this. I can't thank you enough for this motorcycle." He said, "That's not your motorcycle. That's Roy this motorcycle." I said, "Jesus, you devil from hell! You, saw, you shut your mouth! You shut your mouth! <laughs> this a holiday, don't oh, He said, "That's not your motorcycle. You had it for a while." I said, "I need another word." Yeah. I said, Lord, out of the mouth of two witches, let a word be established. I said, I know your voice, He said, I want you to give that motorcycle. I was like a kid, but I don't want to. I, I just like to. You know. I said, I'm obeying you, but I, I, I just had a little weak moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I come walking in, and Mary says, uh, Kathy needs to talk to you. I'm like, okay. So I walk in, and I say, What, what do you want, Kathy? She said, Jesse. Uh, she said, uh, I was praying. You know that motorcycle you have? You had a real fine one you liked? She said, I think you need to give that to Roy. I said, You've been listening to God, haven't you? I said, You need, you only pray when I tell you to pray, Kathy. You don't, know, you know <laughs> let me tell you, because your prayers is costing me my bites. You know what I'm saying? I said, And Lord said, out of the mouth of two witnesses. Yeah. I'm one and she's two. So I called Roy. I said, Roy, what do you like? I said, It's yours. He didn't cry. You know, he went, he, went, he shouted, Wow! And I don't know how long you drove it for—what a year or so, better. And all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to him and gave it to a state trooper. You know, he sees doubling all the time. You know, just, just blessing. I mean, and he still—and I, st- I think you still got that eighteen hundred, don't you? Yeah. I mean, God, I mean, what well, what happened was what made it all happen. Wasn't that we had any money to buy it? Cause we did. That wasn't the issue. It was I? We were just willing to obey, to be able to do whatever God tells you to do. And when you understand that, how many of you are going home and expecting a surprise? Yeah. Wow. And I'm gonna tell you something, and I want you to listen to this. If Christians will not do what God tells them to do, and a lot of them don't, then God's gonna get a sinner to do it. Right. God to get a rank sinner crazy all get out. with he'll say, I don't know why I'm doing this, but here. And if it's something financial, if it's something whatever, he, they'll do it. I've had sinners come up to me and say, you know, I, I'm not into the God stuff and all kinds, of, but I like you. I said, you don't even know me. Yeah, but I like you. And you know what? You ought to do this here yeah. and just give some phenomenal gift. It's just amazing. And I thought, hmm. well, I have to just tell you this. In the, December, uh, Je- April of Easter, was April. Kathy asked me to preach at the church. I very seldom preach at the company church. I said, okay. I didn't want to. I wanted to sit there and just enjoy myself. But I said, okay, right, I'll do it. So uh, she gave me the, the list of what's going to happen at the church. And she said, listen, Renee is going to sing a, uh, an old hymn. You know, you know the song, The Alabaster Box? You know where they laid that out? A beautiful song. So I was behind the pulpit like this. So I said, Renee, come on and uh, sing the song. And you normally know, I would just walk off and go sit down. But I stood behind the, um, the pulpit. And I'm watching. And Kathy looked at me and went, and I went, I don't know why. I just stayed there. And I was watching. She was playing that big piano. I love it when they get on that big piano. And, uh, and it's a beautiful song, Alabaster Box. So when she finished singing, now this is just April. When she finished singing, you know, and everybody applauded. The Lord said, open your Alabaster Box. I said, I didn't know I had an Alabaster Box. <laughs> alabaster Box. And I, I just was looking down like it. So I started doing this. And we have a big, uh, it seats 2,000 in this church, it, and it, the sanctuary is pretty big. So I'm doing this. Just like that. I had no idea what God, what do you mean open up the alabaster? By? What do you mean? And I see a couple, Bobby and Gina Rodriguez. I said, Bobby, Gina, come up here. I had no idea what I was going to say. Justin, I didn't know what I was going to say. I thought, well, God's going to give them a word again. They come walking up, and Bobby, kind of a big old boy, you know. He come up there, and I, and I looked at them, and, and everybody just looked at me, and I said, how much money you owe in your house? Bible said, I don't know. Gina says, I do. <laughs> you know, Gina, the women know, you know. She said, We have been believing God, Brother Jesse, to pay this house off. We've been adding notes to it, doing all the kind of stuff, you know. I said, uh, Gina, how much money do you owe in the house? She said, 70000 dollars I said, not no more. I said, Kathy, you got a check? She goes, I always got a check. <laughs> I said, pay this house off. The place went crazy. Roy was that. They went crazy. Now watch this. I go home and the Lord said, Thank you, Jesse. He said, but I'm going to tell you something. You are the 20th person I told to pay that house off. But you were the first one to obey. I said, where are them other, where are the, where are them other 19 suckers? I'd like to know where they are. <laughs> Notice that. Why? It shocked me when the Lord said that. You're the 20th person I told to pay that house off. Now, he might have told them to pay that house off when they owed $200,000. Now, I don't know. You know, he didn't say that. But I'm just saying, he said, but you were the first one to obey. And he said, surprise. I said, Jesus, I'm doing fine. Everything. Since I paid that $70,000 off, $430,000 has been placed in my hand. <laughs> You can laugh. <laughs> I thought, gee,
0: what are you doing?
1: You see, seed reproducing. How I many times them motorcycles? You know, I mean, I don't know how many motorcycles Jerry's giving. Good God. I mean, he, he could open up a dealership just the stuff he's giving away and things of that nature. You see what I'm saying? And, and we don't just do this. Well, that's easy for y'all because y'all are on television and a lot of people. No, no, that ain't got anything to do with that. It has to do with obedience to God's word. Not limiting his power and quit breathing unbelief. You understand? Because it's infectious, it's very unsafe. So I don't limit his power. I'll say one more. It happened to Roy and Mary. I didn't know. Now Mary always takes care of me. His wife takes care of me. In fact, I have to tell her, I said, You listen, Mary. I mean, she she acts like Kathy, his wife. She said, Where are you going? I said. Where are you going? I didn't even know where you are. I said, wait, 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 You think you're my wife or something? She said, Miss Kathy told me to keep my eye on you. <laughs> you know, we need to talk to you, man. <laughs> he drives me nuts. Now I came up the wrong one time. I said, I know what you're going through. I'm praying for you, man. <laughs> I said, oh my God. She's been my executive secretary, what, twenty-three? Um, Twenty-two years. Twenty-two years, something like that. I mean, she's a she's a great blessing. So you know, she always has a throat and something like that. And you know, Jerry's been drinking stuff. I said, Jerry, you sure that ain't cutty, sock and water? That, that, that look like a little, little Scotch and waterhead. <laughs> He says, but he ain't, he ain't offered me a sip. <laughs> <laughs> but then oh my God. So I never thought nothing about it. You know, I finished preaching like that. And Mary always, when I'm coming off, she'll hand me one of them throat blah. All of a sudden I said, What, Mary. And she had went to the back to get the throat and had the speaker room. Now you can ask Roy after the service. Now Roy was in the service and he was sitting on the, I said, Mary, Mary. And boy, she come running out like I said, Mary, how much money are you own yours? She goes, what? The whole church goes solid, just like y'all. <laughs> uh, how many times y'all, I'm not bragging. I could brag more with that money in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? I just got, I got, I got, it's, it's too much. <laughs> y'all ain't getting this. I can say, <laughs> I said, how much money? She says, uh we owe 107,000, 107, I think it was, 107,000. I said, no, Mary, how much money? She said, we owe 100,000. I said, Mary, how much money you owe? <laughs> By that time, Mary's crying. The church is crying. I'm the one that should be crying. <laughs> I'm the one that should be crying. Jesus, <laughs> oh, not again. Here we go again, you know. Even Roy, I saw a little, he went, <sighs> I said, we'll pay the house off tomorrow. That was Sunday, Sunday morning service. So we paid the house off. So they, they, they you know, uh, got their home paid. Now watch this. Uh, 12 months. No, yeah, 12 months. That was New, Year, uh, New Year's Eve. They had been believing God. She, she was listening to Terry Savelle For Had a vision board. How come I'm involved on the vision board? Why do I have my name on the vision board? The other day, I went into my HR department. She had a vision board. I said, is my name on there? She said, no. I said, thank you, Jesus. Glory <laughs> to God. So watch this. I went and eat at the Cheesecake Factory. And a couple invited me and Kathy. So said, we, we like the Cheesecake Factory. And we're sitting there eating. And they said, Brother Jess, you've been so blessed. I said, I said, well, thank you. She said, we want to give you a gift. I said, no, no, no. So she gives me, he gives me five, her husband gives me $500 in a money clip. $500 in the money clip. This is for you. I said, no, oh, no, no. This is our fees This is January. So I said, no, no. And she gave Kathy a purse. I don't know. some you know, girl and women do all in purses. I don't know. what kind. Real nice purse. I don't know. Whatever. So we just sitting there. I said, we just eating. I said, please. I said, no, I'm blessed. I'm fine. No, no, we just want to do that. Well, we got ready to the end of the meal there. And I said, let, let me bless you all. I, oh, no, no. I said, no, no. Let, let me bless you. And the, <laughs> the, way, the way that uh, Cheesecake said, let him pay for it. Cause he tips us real big. <laughs> I do. I bless him. I bless him big. I believe in. It. I used to be a way and people just stiffy. You know what I mean? They work hard. You know what I'm saying? I just like to be a blessing. Make a long story short. My God, a red envelope. I ain't never seen a red envelope in my life. A beautiful red, like your truck. Just go. They said, "Brother, just said this is for you." I said, "No, no, no, please." I said, "You already gave it." No, this is for you, you and Sister Kathy. And, we, and when he did this, his wife. Put her fingers on it. No, she had her fingers. His husband put the fingers on it and handed it to me. She said, you can open it. And it was a check for $100,000. That just makes your meal digest. I went, my God. And so we got in the car. Kathy said, Jesse, you blessed me so much. Why don't you you use that $100,000 on yourself? I said, Kathy, I think I got everything I need. I, 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 I I don't know. That was January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. I hadn't spent one dollar on that hundred thousand Jerry Ann. I didn't know what I wanted. New Year's Eve. Mary and Roy, believing God to get their house paid off. I don't know that. This is New Year's Eve. <laughs> I think Mary said this is the last day of the year. Jesus. <laughs> You say it to believe for a year and all of a sudden coming out of my mouth, Mary. Now, what was that $100,000 for? Why couldn't I spend that money? Because it wasn't for me. And you got to have sense to know when it's not for you. No matter how big the figure is or how small the figure is. And we added $7,000 and paid it off. Now, if you put this on television, I'm going to get all kind of... You know (laughs) <laughs> I know that you. They're going to edit that out so it doesn't make any difference. This is a motorcycle rally. You all forgive me here. Praise God. I, 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 don't, I don't deal with foolishness. You think I'm going to let the world set my standard of living? Uh-uh. No. My standard of living comes from God Almighty. And he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can possibly ask or think. Now, you may not believe this. But when I first thought it out, you couldn't get one word about Anything about me, about finance, I would never say a word. Nothing. Until the Lord said, you give me glory for healing. You give me glory for salvation. Why don't you give me glory for blessing? That was 1981. He said, you never talk about that. I said, well, you know, Lord, you know, people are going to think you're arrogant. You know, I said, you know, you know it's, it's not polite to talk about finance. He said, so you're embarrassed. I said, well, no, Lord, I'm not embarrassed. He said, well, you give me glory for everything. Why don't you do that? And I said, Lord, forgive me. I repented that. I'm going to give you glory if you give me two cents or you give me two million. That's why you see the way I am. And people think it's arrogance or cockiness, but they don't know who I am. And it's just such a blessing. I don't know how much I've given. Jesus, it's way up there. God has been so good and gracious and faithful. I just get to a point now, what am I going to do with this? Now, you got a lot of people write you, would you please do this? Would you please do that? I'm not your source. Now, if God tells me to do something, I will. I've seen Jerry Seville do, and, and, and that's some two giving machines there, buddy. I've seen it happen. Mom, God make, I mean, Carolyn going money this way and Jerry going money this way. I mean, it, we just do those things. That's why we have what we have. You see, why? Because we found out what God was able to do. Now we know what we're able to do. Did you enjoy it today? You got any more, Jerry? Okay. All right, do you understand me? Do you see that? Ah. Yeah, the Lord said, he brought this to my mind. Put the scripture, Deuteronomy 15, verse 4. I want to say this. You know how Jesus said, the poor you have what you always. You don't wonder why. Because everybody likes to be poor. Well, there's no way, there's no way, you know, some people just want to be poor, you know. And they're so socialist in their mind, they ain't going to hit a lick. You know what I mean? Because they have no initiative. They have no entrepreneurship about themselves. So they'll just sit there and just whatever. But there's no way you can be, there's no way the earth can be without poor people. Look at that scripture. Say when there shall be no poor among you, for the Lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it. Would you put that in the Amplified Translation, please? This is God. This is Deuteronomy. This is the end of Moses' life. Deuteronomy. He's letting them all know. Don't tell me that you have to be poor. God never expected poverty, but the church has financed poverty instead of it. Yeah. Right. But there, sh- there will be no poor among you, for the Lord will surely bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you for an inheritance to possess. God just said... There'll be no poor people. Yeah. Wow. Now, here comes the theologian. Well, Brother Jesse. You know, he was talking to the nation of Israel. I said, is Israel the seed of Abraham? Yeah, yeah. yeah. right? Yeah. Are you the seed of Abraham? Yeah. Yeah. He's talking to you. We need to come to a Chariots of the Light meeting when none of you are in debt. Yeah. none of you are poor you may have all new motorcycles if that's what you want I don't know Whatever. I don't, I don't care Just whatever because you see if God will do that thousands of years ago <laughs> how much more will he do it now then they were his servants today we're his sons and daughters that's why there's no poor people in heaven Because it's ungodly. Oh, I'm going to get somebody mad at me now. He said, in my father's house are many what? Didn't say trailers. And there's nothing wrong with trailers. I was raised up in trailers. I ain't got no problem with that. Don't misunderstand me. But my point is, is where is your level? When I hear people talk, they don't know what God is able to do. So consequently, they don't know what they're able to do. And then when they find someone like a Jerry Savelle or a Carolyn Savelle or a Jesse DePlantis or a Kenneth and Gloria Copeland or Keith and Phyllis Moore or, a, a, you know, Bill Winston and Victor, uh, Veronica or Keith and uh, 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 Creflo Doll and Taffy Doll, they go, I'll tell you one thing, I don't understand why, you know, know. We're not smarter than you are. Let me help you. We don't have any more faith than you do. But we might have a little more obedience. And it's better to obey than to what? Sacrifice. So how big is your next album going to be? <laughs> Jesus. Will they be able to hold on or will they dance out their hand? People are to get that thing. Oh, that can never happen. I sold a lot of records when I was a sinner. And I thought I would never achieve ever in my life what I did financially in the, in the rock world in terms of, you know, stuff. Steve, this is 41 years of full-time ministry. I just got my records in. You ready for this? Remember eight tracks? You know how old I am, okay? Eight tracks, long play albums, cassettes, CDs, DVDs, thumb drives, uh, all this other stuff, books, um, I have sold in forty-one years of full-time ministry, little over half a billion dollars. Somebody shouts. Yeah.
0: That's
1: a true story. That's a tr- God is my witness. I never took any of it. IRS, they audit you, you know, they come at you. I gave that to the work of the Lord. How do you think I paid all that television over these years? Half a billion would it be. I thought, Jesus. Good Lord. Just never thought of that. I just never kept up with it. That's just one level of income. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm hesitating. You know why I'm hesitating? Because I don't want to tell you what the Lord just told me. We have to leave the New Orleans, Louisiana, when it comes to finances, because there's not enough banks if we want to keep our money protected with the FDIC. You bragging? No. Because I never thought that it could ever happen. But it has. And that's just the beginning. The Lord said, I ain't finished yet. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get that Falcon 7X and I'm going to pay cash for that. Day. That's $54 million plus the tax, which is $61 million. And I'm going to get them satellites. That's 14 of them. That's $6 billion, sweetheart. $500 million a pop. I'm going to get those. And I'm going to get that $200 million philanthropy seed. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to leave $75 million as a buffer in Jesse DeBlanis Ministries. Amen. Amen. But none of it could happen if we didn't believe it. Right. Do you have it yet? No. But we're coming. Yeah. We're like an 18-wheeler truck running down the road, son. Get in our way, we're going to run you over. It's going to happen. I got a phone call the other day <laughs> from a big hedge fund operator. Boy, you know what? You need to quit that preaching and get on this street. You are good on this street. I said, no, nah, I ain't quitting no preaching. I thought, Lord, I don't want any of it for myself. You understand what I'm saying, ladies? You, you get to a point when you have the house, the car, the clothes, the shoes, Jennifer, the jewelry, I don't know, whatever you think. Worth. Now what are we going to do? One man told me, he said, well, no, you know, you shouldn't leave a buffer in the ministry. It took a lot of faith and belief for that buffer. I don't have it yet, but it's coming. There's no other choice in the matter. I don't want to say that. I, I'm revealing things here. I, don't, I, don't, I had a man the other day. He said, I am thinking, sir, and he got it. Whew. I want to bless your ministry. I said, brother, we're already blessed. He, he lives in a different country. $5 billion. Yeah. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> he said, I hadn't done it yet. He said, I got to think about it. I said, okay. What's the phone. I went, $5 billion. Dollars. When you come into your kingdom, you remember me. <laughs> yes. Jerry said, when I come into my kingdom, you remember me. Well, I know one thing I'm going to do if that happens. $500 million is going out and that's my tithe. And then another 500 million as my offering. I still got four billion. Now, he ain't done it yet. I'm revealing something I never thought I would reveal to you. I said, Why? You know what he said? I've been waiting for you to beg. I've been watching you for over 25 years on that telling, waiting for you to beg. And you have not. I said, I'm not a beggar, sir. I said, but I want to tell you something. I mean, if I had to eat, I'll beg. If, I, if God tells me to beg, I'll beg. I don't, I, don't, I don't care what you think about me. He said, he said, I'm worth quite a bit of money. I said, he said My sir, I guess you are. Yeah, you give away that kind of thing. And he said, he don't live in the United States. Uh, he, he He said, I'm thinking about it. Now, why would I get a phone call? I'm, maybe you know something I don't know. Why, why, why would he just... wasn't trying? To, this man don't jerky emotions. You know, he's, a, he's a very wealthy. But he's, well, he's a con- conglomerate. That's what he is. You know I'm saying? Man, you know. And I said five billion dollars. Jesus, and the Lord said, "You got a five billion dollar plan?" I said, "I do now." <laughs> When it happens, and I'm not gonna say if it will, I'm gonna just say this: when it happens, I'll let you know. I'm gonna have the greatest time yeah. I've ever, and you know what? You know, I, I don't think I'll buy me anything. I had for a hundred thousand for year, it didn't buy me nothing. I don't. Know. I got everything I can think of. I don't. You know, you have a Rolls Royce? No, but if I want one, I can go buy one and not dish it. I, nah. Well, would that be wonderful to be able to give all that away? Just to be a blessing. But I still believe in receiving offerings. And so, and see. And Jerry and Carolyn Zavella are so kind. They asked me to receive an offering for our ministry. So, ushers, if you don't mind, would you pass out our offering envelopes? Jesse DePlantis Ministries is totally debt-free. The offices in Australia are debt-free. The offices in England debt-free. Uh, we've been debt-free since 1982. We have no concept of debt. 100% of what you give goes in the world evangelism. If you give me $20, the whole $20 goes in. Uh, I'm going to ask you, they're going to hand out, our offering offer an If you make it in checkout, you make it out to JDM, not to Jesse. JDM, you get a tax deductible receipt for your giving. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do with this money. I have done everything possible concerning this new plane. I just built the hangar. I'm buying all the equipment. I've got one more thing to buy, and that is a fuel farm tanks with sumps uh, uh, that you can store jet fuel in. It's, and, man, I, I didn't think they were that expensive. It's $198,000, we've had several, and I thought, it can't be that expensive for a tank that will hold fifteen to 20,000 gallons of fuel. So when, when, uh, when the uh, oil is low, I'll fill that tank up, and I'll fly for super cheap. Because I have wholesale fuel. You see what I'm saying? And every gallon of fuel that comes out of there, that, that goes in that plane, somebody going to get saved. And you, if you're giving in this offering, you, when you get to heaven, God said, because you gave, Amen. this person made heaven Amen. their home. Amen. So I'm believing God for 198 people to give a thousand dollars. And I say, right, we already got 110 toward it. <laughs> we just started this. And I don't touch any of it. God has been so good and gracious. So you, I'm not telling you to do that. And please don't give me anything that belongs to Charities of Life or JSMI. That would be wrong. God ain't gonna make Jerry Seville hurt to help me. We're brothers, man. Not only do we believe, we physically, you know, we but we we brothers in the Lord. So just ask you to do your best. Don't give me anything that belongs to this great church. I don't know why people do that. They shouldn't. You should have enough. Well, you can't give to every ministry. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficient in all things may abound to every good work. Everyone. No one should be struggling on that.